0: Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow, wherever you are right now, to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood. O-R-G. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
1: Good morning, and welcome to worship here at the Center for Christian Spirituality. This space is a space where we can bring our truest selves, however we are and whatever condition we find ourselves on any given Sunday morning. It's a space of honesty and authenticity. It is a space where you are invited to listen to the voice of God within. So I invite you to make yourself comfortable. Notice where your body meets the pew. To feel your feet connecting to the floor. To breathe deeply. to rest and to be held here. All of you is welcome. All of you is welcome.
2: Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a person building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house but could not shake it because its foundation rested on a rock. But the one who hears and does not act is like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. Some in this room uh, may know, but many of you may not, that I am the son of a home builder. I grew up in the family of, uh, uh, in fact, me and both of my brothers were involved in our father's business building homes. Um, so as a young boy, I watched houses uh, being built. We kind of hung out. Our playground was uh, construction sites. And as I, as I got older, um, I just found out that the building houses was really kind of in my blood And so when I was in college, the way that I worked my way through school was I supervised the construction of houses myself. And um, you learn a lot when you grow up in that whole environment, and then you go on to try to make it your profession. I learned that no matter how beautiful the house is that you build, if you don't start with a solid foundation, you're in trouble. Um, Brick on the outside of the house begins to crack and windows don't close all the way, and doors begin to stick, and that house will ultimately fail if you don't have a solid foundation. And for all intents and purposes, once a foundation is laid, it's covered up. You don't see it anymore. It's covered with the the wooden walls and the frame and the brick and the roof, but it's so critical to the integrity of the house. I used to study the work of the the men that would build the foundations of the house. Even from the time I was a little kid, I was fascinated by looking at them and the work that they did. And they would, they would dig these deep, what we called beams, dig deep uh, trenches in the ground that would go down way deeper than the rest of the foundation was gonna be because those were going to be the beams that, that bore the weight of the house. All the load-bearing walls had to be set on a beam. And so I watched as they built foundation after foundation and they laid a solid foundation. It was so important. So in the story of the spiritual life that Jesus told in Luke chapter six, he says that those who hear his words and act on them are like a person who's building a house and digs deeply and lays the foundation of the house on rock. So regardless of the testing that that house gets, Because it's built on that solid foundation, it's gonna stand. You know, I believe that the Word of God is alive and active. It forms us, it informs us, it transforms us. So, in my own experience, I have found that the spiritual practice of lexio divina, divine reading, is what helps me dig deep in my life. There's something powerful to me about. And we do it in this service quite often, we, we read a passage of Scripture and we listen to it. We listen to it not just with our ears, we listen to it with our hearts. And we see where that Scripture is intersecting our lives. And a word comes out of that Scripture, uh, perhaps a phrase comes out of that Scripture and it touches each one of us. And it always amazes me when we ask people, what was the word or phrase that touched your life this morning? It's always different for everybody. Because everybody's in a different place but I believe that that divine reading that the reading of God's Word touches each one of us and forms us right where we are so we read the passage we listen for the word and then we sit with it we meditate on it we kind of chew on it if you will and see how it intersects our life and then we respond to it we pray out of it whatever God has led us as our as we've meditated on the word uh, we, we respond in prayer, and then we just rest. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here because uh, this community is uh, made up of so many people that practice that spiritual uh, practice of Lectio Divina. But I'd just like to ask you as we gather to worship this morning, what are the spiritual practices in your life that help you dig deep? What is it for you I imagine as we would ask that question across the room, we would get many different answers. But I'd like for you to sit with that for a moment. This passage calls upon us to dig deep, to build a solid foundation, to allow God, if you will, really, to build that solid foundation in our lives. So would you sit with that for just a moment in the silence? And I would invite you to ask yourself, how do I dig deep? to help build the solid foundation of the life of God in my life. Having said with that question of how you dig deep in your own life to allow God to form the spiritual foundation of your life, I would invite you to uh, now spend a little bit more time in the silence, listening for whatever you sense is God's invitation to you now. Now that you've considered that, how might God be leading you? What might God be inviting you to, as you reflect even further?
1: Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a person building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house but could not shake it because its foundation rested on a rock. But the one who hears and does not act is like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it immediately fell, and great was the ruin of that house. So you do your digging. You have practices. What is it that you find when you move that soil, when you've moved past the layers, what do you hit? What is bedrock for you? My spiritual director's been asking me this for a year now. Rachel, what is bedrock for you? When you move past self, when you move past pain and memory and life, where are you standing on? What can you trust? I love it that here in this chapel, when we stand before you, this tile is made of stone. When I stand here, and I feel my feet connect to it, I feel and I'm reminded of bedrock, the essentials, what I can trust. What is bedrock for you? When all that topsoil's topsoil is, moved, is pushed away and cleared off, What's there? What's left? So take a moment and consider what is my bedrock? So what is God's invitation to you? What is God inviting you to join in as you consider this idea of bedrock, this place of trustworthiness? What is the invitation? Listen now. Digging, there's something that's so, I don't know, primal about it. My dog loves to dig in our yard, much to our dismay. Yesterday, in our neighborhood, new mulch was brought in for our neighborhood playground. And we had a new play structure, and it was all very exciting. And all of the children gathered at the playground and were playing, but Nathaniel and his little group of friends dug. They wanted to see how deep they could get in that mulch and what was underneath it. And they went from spot to spot digging. Have you ever felt that urge when you go to the beach and you sit down on the sand and you just dig? There's something in us that wants to get our hands in the soil. May we never stop digging. Let us never stop coming to this table and bringing the truth of who we are. Because it is welcome here. May we keep on digging with till our very last breath. table each and every day every moment certainly every Sunday that we gather here this table is for all and he when he gathered with his disciples the night before he died and he gave us this gift and he says this is my body that was broken for you take eat and every time you do remember me let us never stop digging
2: in the same manner after the supper he took the cup and having given thanks he gave it to his disciples and he said drink from this all of you this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this, and as often as you do, remember me. So as we come to this table today, we come to a place of bedrock in our lives, something that we can truly trust in, something that we can truly rest in, because God is present to us in these gifts of bread and wine. So would you join me in prayer as we ask God to consecrate this table? Holy God, we thank you for this bedrock place, for this bedrock experience that you invite us to day by day, that in this place we find you. We are reminded deep inside of your body broken for us and your blood shed for us. We are reminded that we are a died-for people, that we are a forgiven people, and because of that, we are free. We pray, Lord, that you would bless each one that comes to this table now, that as they receive these gifts, this bread and this wine, that they might receive you anew afresh and be reminded that you are the bedrock of their life. We trust you in all of this, and we thank you. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. The gifts of God are prepared for you, his children. He invites you to come to his table. Won't you please come? I wanna thank everybody for being here today to worship uh, here at the Center for Christian Spirituality. We're honored that you're here today. I have a couple of things I'd like to bring to your attention as we conclude our time together. First of all, at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House, uh, Michael will be continuing the uh, Heart of the Enneagram class. You're invited to join him there. If you're worshiping with us online, you can also join by Zoom. If you go to the.center, you'll be able to participate by Zoom. In that class. Um, also, want to remind you that today at 11:30, as the sign says on the back uh, table, there'll be a community gathering at Postino's in City Center or Uptown Park. Or, Uptown. Uptown Park, excuse me. Uptown Park. Don't go to City Center. Go to Uptown Park. Okay. Um, yeah, 11:30. Uh, hope you'll uh, be able to join us there. It'll be a wonderful time. Uh, yeah. Uh, please let Haley know so she can make sure we have the appropriate number of tables reserved. Thank you. Yes. And uh, we're gonna dismiss and head outside um, after the service concludes, but then we're going to come back in in a few minutes uh, because today is a special day. Um, I'm glad we're talking about bedrock because there are uh, two people in our midst who are bedrock people for this community and especially this service, Martin and Elaine Mayo. And this is their last Sunday with us. They're gonna be moving to Boise, Idaho uh, to be closer to family and um, we are going to really miss them. So um, in a few minutes, we will gather back in the chapel, and we're going to have a special sending and blessing service for Martin and Elaine, and you're invited to participate in that if you would like to. So now as we conclude our time, I would invite you to sit and simply be still, to listen to your heart, to listen for God's benediction, God's good word for you today whatever you may have heard from God that had your name on it, this was God's message to you. Would you sit with that for a moment, listen, identify it, hold on to it, and then be intentional about carrying it with you into the world as you go forth. Go in the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ.